York. Welcome to Fake Radio. Welcome. Do your do your do your impression. You've been working on it. Hi, I'm Johnny Coxville, <laughs> and this is Fake Radio. <laughs> nah, nice. I, whoa, wait, I gotta get further. Hi, I'm Johnny Coxville. Uh, that's Hi, a little I'm better. Johnny Knoxville. This is produced by Mark Wahlberg. Nice. We're watching Entourage. We're watching Entourage <laughs> right now. We figured after the last episode, we hit everything in the last episode. We hit uh, animal masturbation, Using politics. Frogs. Po- yeah, we did. We talked. Gambling, yeah. the hat man. I was telling my Uber driver that you made money in Vegas uh, yeah. last night. Yeah. And he was like, nice. Yeah. No, he was like laughing his ass off about it. What was his name? Uh, Alpha. Not joking. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fucking Alpha, man. Chill ass dude. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I have a lot to say this episode. I have a lot on my mind. Speak your truth. I've undergone just so many personal like uh, changes and like I've had so many revelations in the last week. Uh, for instance, Riley's been shrinking over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. He's five inches shorter than he was last month. I'm having insmallment surgery. <laughs> yeah, I'm too tall. I'm having my shins clipped, my arms shortened. I saw this funniest thing. You know Hassan, Hassan and Abi. Yeah, there was this comment that was like, "Hassan, are you getting that surgery to make you six seven as opposed to six four? <laughs> <laughs> the knee lengthening surgery, like Ronan Farrow has. Ronan Farrow has that. Ronan Farrow got the yeah surgery. He got that. Sur- if you kicked him in the shins, he could die. I just don't understand why anybody would ever do that. It's like a ton of money. Yeah, no, and it's the dumbest shit you could ever do to yourself. <laughs> it makes you like so fragile. You become you become so brittle. It's really? Like sort of, uh, Does it fuck up your bone? Like, is it actually true that if you if you got kicked in the shin hard enough, it would just break? It's definitely easier to break those bones. Yeah, yeah. probably, probably. They they've been stretched. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. I wonder if anybody who's listening to this has got who is that guy? Um, who's the who's the guy with the with the blue eyes? One and, sec, and the let him come back onto the screen. That guy looks so familiar. That guy looks like Ethan Hawke, but I know he's not Ethan Hawke. Yeah. So basically, what's happening right now is a couple of <laughs> Guidos are eating food at a restaurant, drinking some uh, Budweiser, and um, I don't know what they're saying. So. Hi, I'm HIVO, and this yeah. is fake radio. <laughs> they're they're just doing they're they're doing uh, jackass impressions all around. Yeah, we watched. Uh, we've been watching the jackass movies lately. Yeah. Just revisiting. They're just really, really solid, really, really solid stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, what do you want to talk? What does? What's on your mind, dude? So many things changes. are on my mind. So many things are on my mind. Um, first off. Everyone's attacking me for this, but I'm seriously considering trying to become a mime. That's right. I heard I you're talking I shit. That. I heard you're fucking chirping. To qu- I heard you're fucking talking <laughs> shit all over town about it. I had to hear from. I had to hear <laughs> from other people. Seriously, Quincy told you about that. Quincy told Caroline. Oh, that's fucked up, man. No, I, Dude, wasn't, it, hey, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't anything that I wouldn't say to you. Hey, you want to talk shit? I got eyes everywhere. Okay, it's gonna get back to me. My little birdies talk to me. Listeners, they, also take heed. If you I talk know who shit, you are. What did What did uh, Caroline tell you? 
No, just that everyone's making fun of me for wanting yeah, to was, be a mime. I was kind of, I was kind of, I was mime. I was clowning on you a little bit, miming on. Here's you. the thing, man. Everyone who wants to make fun of me for wanting to become a mime makes fun of me by miming. So it's like it's spreading either way. It's like no matter what, people are miming. So I'm starting the conversation. Here's the thing. I'm looking forward to the next thing for you, because I genuinely think that at some point. You are going to get into uh, cowboy and Western things. I've already like ambiently. That's like been like on a low simmer for a while for me. I've been thinking about trying to buy like some sort of a cowboy suit and go to the desert. Yeah. Like like a tiny cowboy suit and just show up in Reno and be like, I'm back home now where where I belong. (laughs) Where, where? Well, I'm back. An old man. You're an old man. I'm just an old cow hand. Here, here in this, uh, here in this old town of Reno. Yeah, no, I think I can see that for you. I think cowboy boots, spurs, some spurs, and uh, you know, a big, big western belt. Dude, like a belt buckle. Yeah, belt buckle. Like the state of Texas. As yeah, a belt y- buckle. Yes, exactly. It sounds pretty great. Pray for Texas. Yeah, dude, that could be that could be the next thing. Um, that's, where, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm headed. But honestly, no, dude, I'm not even like I'm being sincere right now. Not about miming anymore. Moving on to the next thing. I just am like so artistically. I feel so artistically open right now. I just want to like work on stuff with people. Spread your artistic cheeks. Yeah. No, I don't want to be like, no, I don't want like what? No, I don't get that. (laughs) I don't get that metaphor. You almost agreed with that. Oh you're shit! Almost like, you're almost like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it! No, nah, dude, I'm serious though. I'm just trying to like, uh, I'm I'm practicing with my band again, and it feels so good to be uh, working on that stuff again. I'm really hoping to, yeah, dude, I have a piece of jerky. We're just eating on the podcast now too. Honestly, I've been thinking about just pivoting the podcast to strictly animal talk, like anything, like that's the main thing. If you think about it, like the last several episodes, we've mostly talked about animals. Yeah, there's just a lot of interesting stuff that they do, you know? All right, they're at a, like a big party at a club now. That guy looks like a mix of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's fucking John Favreau. That's Favreau? That's him, isn't it? That I looks, don't think that that's dude, Favreau. That, I think that's John Favreau. Dude, I think... I don't think that's Favreau. I think it's him. I'm going to look it up. You talk about something. I'm eating jerky. Okay, talk about how good the jerky is. No, you got to talk. I can't, I'm not going to talk with my All mouth right. full. Well, okay, my mouth is full too, so we're kind of in a little bit of a, a dilemma here. First episode of Entourage. Of Entourage. John Favreau. The creator of Chef. Also, I've been being burned up lately by the Dude, question. Dude, he was in Entourage. John Favreau That's was him. in Entourage. That's him. <laughs> you- Swear to God. What year did this come out? Because he, uh, John Favreau looks so different now. He's fat as hell now. He's really, he's really fat. In his Lion King directing era. This was uh, 2001 or two, I think. Uh, okay, yeah. I had 21 years to gain that weight. I guess that that makes sense. Dude, I've been wondering though, can a man like just through like willpower and practice without taking any drugs, without like doing anything except just like practicing, can he lactate? 
How do you practice? I don't know. <laughs> I think that a man, I think that a man, a woman, a person can do anything they want if they practice hard enough. But I don't know how you would go about practicing uh, lactate. Well, 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 well. You know, maybe the, I think that. Yeah. That there's dude. There's definitely men who lactate really yeah definitely it's definitely like a weird condition or <laughs> something that would happen after you took a it'd be like one of those lawyer ads where you're like have you experienced lactation in the last three weeks is it ruining your life and all of your dress shirts because you just are spilling milk out of those sweet little titties of yours? So are you like implying that it's like something that happens if you were like near a Superfund site? Or you were taking some weird over-the-counter drug that was new to the market. You may be entitled to compensation for your uh, horrible, horrible nipple pain. Yeah, dude. I, I bet- can't imagine it being uh, a good feeling. I bet breast milk at this point is just like fucked to drink (laughs) (laughs) like the average breast milk given how many drugs everyone's on given what how much drugs everyone's on it's like a year like if you're i think if you're creating breast milk dude they found antidepressants in a bunch of fish off the coast of california recently yeah well i mean fish get blue too (laughs) the fish are depressed frogs are gay the fish are depressed dude the frogs turning gay thing was real yeah that was hilarious like there were actually chemicals coming into the water that were actually turning frogs gay i'm not i'm serious i'm not joking Mm. but what's the what is the effect of that it fucks up the frog population because they're not going to breed because they're just only want to get a fuck uh only going to want to fuck guys yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. I could see that having a, a, a bad effect on yeah <laughs> the frog population. See, we're back on animals. We're back in our wheelhouse, dude. There's just there's just so much going on in that world. Also, um, alligators. Uh, the gender, like the 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 sex of like a hatched alligator, like a baby alligator, is dependent like depends on the temperature that the egg is like incubated at. It's the same with humans. Yeah, and since temp, no, it's not. <laughs> And since temperatures are going up, uh, it's creating like imbalances in the alligator population. Like uh, there's too many women and there aren't enough men to like uh, male alligators to like keep the replacement rate up. Hey, we're going to get turned into an alligator. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy, dude. It's like how colleges are like um, like 30% guys, like 70% women now or something like the average ratio. Yeah, that was the ratio at SU. Yeah, there's a lot of women at SU. Um, That's true. Uh, I saw something really funny. Um, I went on Tinder recently, and there was a a woman who was just breastfeeding on her profile picture. Nice. And I thought that was really funny. And then I and then I logged off and deleted the app again because it's a hellscape. Dude, honestly, yeah. Can you break down for me like which like when I was like on the market, all there was was Tinder. You know what I mean? I've been like, I've been in a relationship for like several years now. I don't know what the dating app landscape is like. Like, what do you, where do you go for what? I don't know Um, what any of them. I don't know. I feel like there's, there's just a level, there's a level of casualness in every single dating app is just because it's, it's basically a game. 
it feels like a game. That's like, how yeah, it, social media works. Yeah, so. it's just a game. And um Yeah, I mean there's I'm trying to, there's a few that I know. There's there's Hinge, there's uh Tinder. Which Bumble. one's the one where like Okay, isn't there like something weird about Hinge? I don't know. Um, don't you have to like answer questions or something? You do have to answer questions on Hinge. Yep, that's true. What are the questions you make people answer? Um, you have to answer them on your own profile. You have to you have to fill out little little prompts to have to even have a Hinge profile. Jesus. So one of my I think one of mine is like, how do you pronounce your name? And it's just J B. It's Gay B. It's Gay B. Dude, there we go. Finally. <laughs> Jeez, Riley's been had this bit this little not even, I mean, he's just been he's been wanting to call me Gay B on the podcast for two or three weeks now. Yeah, I keep forgetting. And he keeps forgetting <laughs> and I keep forgetting to remind him. And uh well so that's out there now. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Very, very happy. I have, I have to come up with one. Oh, there's Mark Wahlberg. It's a hard J. Oh, shit. That is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, there he is. Why is everyone on this show? Dude, so, also... Okay, the, the, I think the, the premise is one of these schmucks is really famous, and they're, the, the guys are his entourage. Oh. You know, it's all coming together now. That guy right there, the cute little guy. The right short one is the famous one. Um, the little one. They're all pretty little. They all look little. Why are famous people so short? I don't know. I bet they're yeah, they're all like five seven. Or I can't five. think of a tall famous person. John Hamm. Is he actually tall? He's he's six one. Okay, so he's my height. That's not tall to me. Well, okay, not to you, but that's <laughs> taller than most people. Okay, yeah, yeah, but most famous people are like just short ass, like short yeah, people. That's true. That yeah, they're like surprise. Like you would, you find out that they're surprisingly short. Yeah, like isn't Tom Cruise like five two or something? He's five seven. Oh uh, well, that's still five. Pretty short. Wait, no, he's not five seven. Yeah, I think he's five seven actually. Dude, are you? I'm trying to see uh, the new Top Gun. I'm really trying to see the new Top Gun. I'm trying to see the new Top Gun. I'm trying to see. I think the North Man. What is that? Is that it? Northman? Yeah, no, the Northman. Yeah, the Northman's out on HBO at this point. Oh, shit. So I think you just watch that. But uh, And I want to watch the new Ted Kaczynski movie. I was listening. I, for some reason, I was listening to the Ted Kaczynski soundtrack. It popped up on my Spotify. Dude, Blank Mass. Really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Blank Mass <laughs> is a really cool artist. Really cool, actually. Yeah, no, he had a band before he w- went solo as, as Blank Mass called Fuck Buttons. Really good. Oh yeah, we were talking about this at the um the little pink flamingo screening, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Nice. I keep thinking about pink flamingos, man. It's it constantly a movie that stays with you. Awesome movie. So good. Yeah. I was think I think the scene that popped into my mind today was when that guy made his asshole talk. So good to yeah. Surfing Bird. Mhm. Yep. That was incredible. That was such an inspired moment. It wasn't. It was inspired. That's so true. Oh, Are they shit. in New York or fucking L.A.? What? No, the f- definitely in Los Angeles, right? So is the premise that all of these guys are from New York and they moved to L.A.? Do they sound like New York guys? I have the headphones in because I'm like monitoring the podcast audio, so I'm not even actually like hearing the show. Honestly, actually, can you turn the subtitles on? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all New Yorkers. All these guys look really weird. I don't believe that any of them are like 
successful. <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't buy it so well, dude, far. I mean this this show had fucking crazy had a crazy amount of seasons. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, this is basically Sex in the City for guys. Oh yeah, I completely yeah, this is it. Sex in the City on the other hand is actually a dope ass show. I'm is not it? even kidding. I really I'm, enjoy Sex in I've the City. I've never seen it, so I what I have seen of it, I really enjoyed. It's so of like a different era of like culture. It's like yeah, it's bizarrely it's it's really bizarre and uncanny to watch, the and same, it's also same era funny. as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, actually, a little earlier because um, a lot of it's pre nine eleven because you can tell because like past a certain episode they all start wearing American flag stuff and you're like, wait, why are they all doing that? And you Google it and it's like, oh, nine eleven. Hmm. Okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the actors right now. Hey, that's Favreau. Favreau's back. Favreau's back. They're all normal height actually they're all pretty normal dude oh actually dude one of them is five five damn that's that is short as fuck dude i really do not enjoy the films of john favreau that i've seen i I don't think i've even seen any of them you have because he did uh iron man he did the first iron man yeah that's when he became like a hired gun for disney he just does like disney movies now he did well and he did the lion king remake with like beyonce and eric andre yeah. I didn't even watch that. No, why would you? I mean, so why would you watch like it? seems like an abortion. I don't, I I don't want to see it. <laughs> you know? That's, a, that's an aggressive... That's a, that's a pretty aggressive way to put it. It, it seems like a, an abomination. <laughs> uh, well, also, happy pride. <laughs> yeah, happy pride. <laughs> I got a pretty good idea for uh, an NFT. Uh, speaking oh, of yeah, you, uh, you should pride. talk about that. Yeah, no. So okay, and if anyone does this, I will know that you stole it from me. So don't do it because I'm going to do it, and it's it's time sensitive. It would have to be this month because it has to be during Pride, uh, and it's basically just a giant like flag sized rectangle of pixels constantly changing color, and so it could be like any configuration of colors at any time. Like it's randomized and it's called Pride. What is the QR code linked to? It could be a QR code. It could link to something. Um, it's going to link to... <laughs> what? Are you trying to like lead me to something? It could link to something... I don't know. What could, what could it link to? Um, Just a penis? <laughs> no, I mean... No, no. That's too on the nose. That's too on the nose because I'm trying it's to have it go penis. both ways. It's too... Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. All right, now they're sitting at a restaurant. They're talking about Lost. Oh, dude, that show sucked, man. I liked some of it. Well, yeah, it was like the decent for a while, but then when they like realized that it just was going to become like a show and they just had to keep making it, they all like checked out. That's true, dude. They um It's the curse of like trying to be a professional artist, really. Yeah. You know, if it becomes your job, you just got to keep producing, you know? And usually it's not, sometimes it's not good when you do that. Yeah, dude. Like I just started reading the recognitions by William Gaddis and he like only published like two or three books in his life and like basically like chose to be like a reclusive, like exile. Like they, like the publishing world really wanted to like bring him into the fold and have him be like, what, like, you know, just like a, like society figure. And he was like, no, I'm just going to like stay off to the side and like publish when I really have something to say. Yeah. The recognitions is pretty good so far. I finished uh Satan Tango. 
Oh, nice. By uh, Laszlo Krasnohorkai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hungarian. Uh, dude, it was dope. I'm trying to convince you or just anyone I could convince to watch the movie adaptation with me. I'll watch it. It's seven and a half hours long. Oh. <laughs> well, I. you know what? We could do one of these situations where we're just sitting and around and kind of having it on. Dude, I no, can't sit for seven hours and watch something, dude. I'm pretty sure when they screen it at theaters, they screen it with like two intermissions. Yeah, I would need more than two intermissions. Maybe three. Um, but yeah, it's like that's like the birth of like slow cinema right there. Well, I, I guess not actually. Tarkovsky was kind of like slow cinema before that, but Tarkovsky. I watched uh, Solaris tonight. You're gonna watch Solaris? Tonight? I'm thinking of I'm thinking Solaris, dude. Solaris is really good. Yeah, that seems. Like I really, really highly recommend. I actually don't recommend the Tarkovsky version, though. I recommend the remake directed by and starring George Clooney. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, but it, <laughs> that exists. That exists, which is so fucking funny. Like, I prefer Clooney to Tarkovsky. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would... Like, I, just, like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. The remake. I watched the Willy Wonka remake why <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i was uh dude also johnny depp innocent right yeah yeah i don't know what that i i've not kept up with it at all I, the more that i see it and the more that i see the more that i read little headlines and and you know whatever posts about it the more cynical and just kind of fucked off i become with it because it's it's it just it can't be like I don't know. Everybody's so fucking angry, like against Amber Heard, and it's it's allowed a lot of really weird set like parts of the population to come out and be like just openly, extremely hateful towards women. Ah, and there's this really weird there's this really weird media coverage spin of the event that make I mean it's literally if you you would be hard pressed to find a single person who who you talk to them about the event they're like uh i don't like uh johnny depp like everybody is unanimous in johnny depp's cool he's innocent what a king uh look at those cute little faces and remarks he made during the the court proceedings but i maybe i'm just like being really cynical but it's like the framing of the entire trial seems really weird yeah and how and how openly like I don't know. I don't know. You I know feel I mean? like I feel like my, my conspiracy theory on it is that like we're actually like witnessing the invention or like the like a like an, a revolution in like PR and advertising based off of like echo chamber oriented yeah. like content siloing and stuff. Yeah, dude. Where it's like he like I mean, I believe that if he wanted to do it, he could afford to do it and like someone around him was smart enough to do it when they realized like how much potential this had to just become this like trial of the century all-consuming hyper object sort of thing yeah that like i feel like he might have just like really precisely targeted like right wing or right leaning people and like people just who are like with like some degree of association towards like misogynistic corners of the internet and yeah. stuff and just like gotten them all fired up about it yeah it's this i feel like that's possible i mean like i have no idea but yeah because you have this really it's kind of fucked up because everybody is on the same page about the trial basically where people people on the right people on the left 
people in the middle. They're all they're all so pro Johnny Depp, and it's like a lot. I think it's this weird like coagulation of all these. Like people are just like, yeah, yeah, fuck Amber Heard, uh, and then and then you know we'll spout whatever propaganda that they're they're into, like yeah. neo Nazis or whatever. I don't know, man. I just and also like the other thing about it that I just find like so funny and so bizarre, and this this is like bigger than Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but it's like, I mean, I I have I don't really have much sympathy for either of them, just on the level. No, they're like, terrible people, both of them. Yeah, they're like rich psychos. It's like I mean, like, dude, if I even if I knew every detail of like everything that went on and I knew the full truth, I feel like I wouldn't really be able to understand it because I feel like they just live in such a different world from me. You know what I mean? You know, like the little like lurid details that come out. It's just they're both just insane people living lives of like extreme, incoherent, like dazzling extravagance, you know? And so it's just like, why am I? Uh, why do I care? It's like, oh, poor you. You poor thing. And I also don't know why we expect like uh, celebrities to like be good people. Yeah. Um, especially actors. I respect actors. I respect acting. I am an actor we're all actors <laughs> but if if one sh- should be f- what is if it? a man should be free if to do one thing to- it should be that of the actor that's a quote from former friend of the pod <laughs> and guest on last week's episode miller williams god miller that's a fucking amazing quote big man. shout out to him for and, that wisdom and he was just like completely fucked up when he, when he came <laughs> over that, right? yeah i mean dude i don't it was a, it was a late night text that is awesome that he sent me just so awesome and it's true if i mean if a man should be free to do one thing it should be that of the actor anyone should be I, so i'm saying i'm coming at this from a perspective of i like actors it's just so eloquent but it's like dude an actor's job is to be like a fucking empty vessel like idiot you just show up and you say what people tell you to say right i guess it can go a little deeper than that if you're like an improvisational you your, oh this is dude this is warm sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay um yeah dude but it's like i mean i guess that like it's i mean i don't know i i definitely think the hardest kind of acting to do is probably uh comic acting like um funny yeah funny yeah because i mean like dude like oh a, dr- <laughs> a dramatic performance is like you know this complex ambig ambiguous thing you know and so like there's like a bunch of different ways to approach it and there's also tons of ways to like talk your way out of it sucking you can kind of like just play semantic word games with it you know what i mean whereas like something's either funny or it's not you know it's like a much more like direct intense thing but yeah but like i I don't i don't even know how i got into well it's subjective sort of but i agree i agree i agree i'm with you but like the point is is that like actors it's seriously it's like when you think about the like what goes into making a movie every every literally any other kind of person working on the movie has to be smarter than the actors <laughs> yeah that's I mean? true dude you know what i mean it's like they the actors corral them like they're animals yeah like literally it's like there are people who like wrote the script and and those are the people who like would have that like social awareness of like what's going on that's like where you could like I guess sort of like reasonably say that someone has like a resp- like a social responsibility or something, you know, or like directors or photographers or like even just like people on the crew, like making everything happen. It's like, they're all like working hard and they're coordinating and it's this incredible machine. Yeah. The actors, they literally just have to like learn their lines and like perform them and they're, they're empty vessels. You know what I mean? They just play characters. And so it's like, I don't know why anyone expects them to like 
what Eric the credits Eric Weinstein he'll produce this one nice I don't know who that I, I, well. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> I just thought maybe they're related to Harvey Weinstein dude straight up maybe probably Miramax man probably okay so what is the, this show what the fuck is going on in this show there's a couple of New York boys in Los Angeles in Los Angeles causing trouble wearing Tim's raising hell raising hell just a couple of guys in the big city. <laughs> Jerry Ferreira and J- Jeremy Piven. Ni- I, nice. I don't know. Those all seem like fake names, dog. Yeah. I really am trying to get more into movies, though, and I'm trying to get involved with making movies. Nice. I want to become a part of movie magic. You're going in a lot of different directions, man. No, nah, if you think about it, it's all unified, dude. Miming is literally acting, harder than miming, act- movie. No, acting is harder than miming. If you think about it, like wait, miming act- is harder than acting. Miming is harder than acting because like my like acting is just miming, but you can talk. Um, like a mime has to communicate everything without talking. An actor gets to talk. Yeah, but you you have to say you, there's a lot there's a lot of nuance. Yeah, I guess. Also, I mean, like, uh, like the the earliest movies were like silent, and so basically, like everyone in them were mimes. No, but it's not. But but movies have like props and things that are put into it. A mime is like making the entire thing up. That's why it's harder to be a mime. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you can't dialogue as a mime. Dude, no, you straight up can. It's just With the, another mime? Yeah, oh, dude, two mime skits are some of the funniest skits that a mime can no. be a part of. I don't think it's very funny. Two mimes doing like tug of war. That's not funny. <laughs> if you saw two really good mimes do it, I feel like you might be like that's that's pretty good. I would maybe be like, huh? And then give them a dollar because they're definitely on the street busking or whatever. Like the painted fuck silver. That's the only mimes left is the guys who paint themselves silver. And sit on those metal things. That, pretend to be a statue, yeah. which is the easiest thing to do as a mime. Yeah. Think about it. I no, I No, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're giving mimes a bad name. Yeah, they're really lowering the profession, the, call, the vocation of miming. Okay, so what's the step? What's the praxis here? Like, how do we bring miming back to how its former glory? How do you get glory? into miming? What are you going to do? Dude, I'm going to, like, I'm going to take classes. I'm going to buy the whole outfit. Are there classes in Seattle you can take for miming? Uh, if anyone knows of miming classes in Seattle, please <laughs> reach out to F-A-A-A-A-K-E radio at gmail.com. Is that, Any mimes in Seattle? Is that listening? our, is that our uh, Gmail? It's fake radio at Gmail with, like, an, uh, some extra A's. Okay. in the fake and maybe also in the radio i can't remember okay well it's in our bio yeah it's in the show bio okay so you can go check that out so any mimes reach out yeah yeah or um send us send us uh stories about animals dude no yeah honestly anything to do with animals like please keep me in the loop let me know what's going on i want to know what's going i definitely want to know what's going on in the animal kingdom yeah because uh it's a vicious place out there dude also i don't want to like spoil anything because this is you know a little while down the pipeline and i'm sure we're going to be talking about it when it happens but like we might uh you know see some uh kangaroos dude yeah at some point in the future 
in the future. I found out that there's a kangaroo farm. It's insane that it's a farm. <laughs> Dude, they just make they just make kangaroos there. That implies that they harvest the kangaroos. Well, it's pretty simple really. What you do is you you take um you take a roo egg and you bury it four feet in the ground like an onion. <laughs> a hundred a century egg? A yeah. century kangaroo <laughs> and egg. And then you come back three months later. And you, when you dig it up, you'll find that it it's grown into a small kangaroo. <laughs> And that's just how it works. That's just the science of it. Yeah. Um, I really am asking myself, though, like, seriously, what are they farming off these kangaroos? Uh, dude, maybe pelts? Is the skin Meat? of a kangaroo the milk? Of a kangaroo? Milk? <laughs> kangaroo Do kangaroos milk? make milk? They well, got yeah, they're it. they're mammals. So they they def- definitely produce milk. I thought they were marsupials. Or they're marsupials. They are marsupials. But marsupials... What is the difference? Marsupials do produce milk, I'm pretty sure. What is the difference? Um, the marsupials have the pouch. Do birds make milk? Birds make something that you could call milk, but they don't make it by the same biological processes that we call human <laughs> you milk. Could milk. call it milk? Well, yeah, no. Think about it, because like when the ma, like the mama like the bird, regurgitating like, thing. Yeah, yeah. That you could call that milk. Scientists uh, do. Oh, they do. Yeah, it, it's in their crop, and they like chew it up, sort of with their throat, the bones in their throat, and mm. then they regurgitate it. And so, if you think about what milk is, which is just like you know, like like by like like nourishing material that the mother like somehow biologically prepares for her babies. Yeah. Then it's I kind of like the, a, by a loose larger, definition. Larger scale, you could definitely call it milk. Yeah. 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 I'm with you on that. I keep thinking that some of these guys could be Jonah Hill. Yeah. You think that if you, I think if you combine these two, you would get somebody that looks almost exactly like Jonah Hill. It's a guy who looks not quite like Ethan Hawke and a guy who looks not quite like Jonah Hill and they're reading the vagina monologues. The guy on the right... I don't know. He just... He looks like my cousin from Boston. Boston? I can't do a Boston. I wish I could do a Boston accent. I can only do it when saying the departed. The departed? Yeah. You just gotta park your car in Harvard Yard. Harvard Yard. Yeah. Talk to Marky Mark. Yeah. Stay prayed up. Do some rosaries. Stay prayed up. Dude, yeah. He has a prayer app. He does have a prayer app. I'm it's really, so dude, I fucking love app. celebrity apps. I want, I I want to get on the Jeremy Renner app. Dude, I don't. RIP the Jeremy Renner app. Yeah, I want them to bring it back. I'm not really on social media all that much, but if they brought that back, I would get on it. You'd be a power user. I would pay as much money as I, as I could because he's just such a good guy honestly i like there was an earlier era of the internet too where like like artists and stuff would like run their own like forums and stuff like that which was pretty cool yeah. like david bowie had a forum that he would occasionally post he in he did he did we, were we talking about that at one point yeah was because you? some guy was like yeah uh, i don't know if you remember me but i met you in uh like the 80s you know you were jogging and i stopped you to say hello and you told me to fuck off so fuck you david bowie and, and then he saw it and he was like fuck you no he responded and he was like actually i do remember you and you are the reason that all of my music in the 80s sucked i did it all to spite you <laughs> like you, you know you were you kept trying to tell your friends trust me no david bowie's good and every time i put out a worse and worse album just to make you look worse and worse to your f- idiot friends that's fucking awesome yeah no it was awesome. that's such a that's such a great response there was like a great throwaway line at the end too and he's like and look i wasn't even trying to be mean i just couldn't stop running it would have ruined my pump that's so true dude dude yeah like you gotta keep your pump going you can't just stop like that 
Oh, yeah. R.I.P. David Bowie. Yeah, rest in peace. He really was one of the like the last artists to I think like I mean there's like obviously like we're living in gerontocratic times. Old people run everything now. Yeah. But I feel like he was one of the artists who really was like sort of like actively participating in like the cultural revolution of the 90s towards like online shit and technology. It's like yeah. in, in the 90s he was like listening to Aphex Twin and like like on the internet and like doing cool shit. You know what I mean? Like Same with uh, Lou Reed. Yeah, Lou yeah. Reed stayed cool till the he end. He was like, everything is going to be machine music. Yeah, and also yeah. the last uh, piece of writing he published was his review of Yeezus, which is like one of the best pieces of music writing like produced this decade, in my opinion. The last decade. Yeah, I read that recently, too. It was pretty good. Made me, made me listen to Yeezus again. Yeah, he, I he mean, loved it. Yeezus, I still say, is my favorite Kanye album, but I think that it's the album that suffers the most from like the way that he changed since the album came out, if that makes sense. We talked about. Yeah, this I feel like once. we've talked about yeah. it before. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because we don't talk about like some of the some of the stuff we talk about on the podcast is stuff that neither of us care about a lot, but we like keep circling back to. Like we've talked about Kendrick Lamar like so many times. Yeah, neither of us care that much about. I don't Kendrick really give Lamar, a shit about Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but he's come up so many times. Whenever like we're talking about music with other people, he just comes up. He, he seems like a sort of a. He straddles the line for people who are really into music and then people who are really not into music but like want to listen to music yeah there aren't many artists like that anymore that are just like super celebrities that anyone would know about whether they're making music or not you know what i mean yeah who's that guy uh i don't dude i don't know who these people are so familiar man it kind of looks like paulie walnuts he does no he doesn't he looks a little he doesn't look italian he looks mediterranean but not italian he definitely looks mediterranean Oh, dude. Fuck Entourage. This show, not that good. Yeah. We also haven't been paying attention at all, really. But they're looking at a Rolls Royce right now. I don't know why. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to get into like a... I'm trying to get more into like American underground cinema. Just like general underground cinema. I'm trying to get into Abel Ferrara. Ferrara. Who is that? Dude, he's like a still active... Uh, filmmaker who's just like this like low down fucking crazy ass motherfucker he claims that he like smokes crack every day still he's like and he's he, like <laughs> that's awesome he's like around no nah, he like fuck man i'm trying to think he did the first bad lieutenant movie with harvey Keitel. i don't know that you never saw bad lieutenant Mm-mm. well did you see bad lieutenant port of call new orleans no Dude, it's the remake by Warner Herzog starring Nicolas Cage. There's a really good scene where like Nicolas Cage looks really mistrustfully towards an iguana. That sounds good. Like, what does he think the iguana's up to? You know what I mean? <laughs> Both movies are about bad lieutenants, though. Okay. They're like police lieutenants who just go around doing crazy ass shit. That sounds good. That sounds like uh, they're alcoholics. They're just getting fucked up, driving drunk, arresting people just for no reason, just beating people up, just beating women, just shooting their gun at like nothing. That sounds pretty dope. Nicholas Cage is on his leaving Las Vegas shit in Port of Call, New Orleans, and it's Warner Herzog directing Nicholas Cage. When did I get released? Oh, a pretty long time ago. Yeah. And Abel Ferreira was really, really mad about it. Hmm. Yeah, I never heard of uh, any of those things, but it sounds cool. Yeah, man. I've also been revisiting uh, Fastbinder lately and just really fucking with him. 
He's so good. Yeah, dude. I've been trying to get into that as well. Maybe that's what you should watch tonight. Yeah, I might. I you, might. You eh. watch like Ali. Fe- Ali Fear Eats the Soul could be like a decent date movie. I will say it's a very yeah. sweet, gentle movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll have to figure it out, dude. I'm fucking fading. I'm I'm so hungover still, and my head hurts so bad right now. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't know where you're at with your hangover, but my hangover is it's it just got its second wind. I thought it was over, and then it. Dude, I'm actually pr- I'm getting cured right now off this, this hair of the dog. I'm drinking a beer really? right now, and it's curing me. Maybe I yeah, drink some of that. It's bringing me back up for sure. Nah, but dude, so I finished <sighs> Satan Tango. It was so good. I'm trying to figure out what to read next. I got like a couple like candidates. Like I said, I picked up the recognitions today, which is right here. It's beautiful. Oh, also, um, picking up a lot of big books lately. Yeah, well, this one's this one's classic. It's a classic. You just picked up. You just got K Punk. Yeah, where even is that? You still have my. I still have yeah, your copy. Yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I, I'll say this to you, and I'll say this to everybody. Uh, if you're in Seattle and you know me, um, I have like duplicate copies of some books. So if you want to grab them, yeah, you want to come pick one up yeah one of them is set aside for jb my second ulysses is set aside for jb that's right over here but i have a second uh i have an extra copy of moby dick which i've talked about a lot on the pod if you guys want and it's uh the like norton like uh scholarly supplement one so it's got like tons of notes and stuff it's pretty cool dude hell yeah uh and then i have um like a mass market paperback of anna karenina i got a hardcover so i don't need it anymore if anyone wants it and then I have two Hamlets, Othello, and Macbeth. Um, if you're trying to get rid of the Anna Karenina copy, I might take it. That's all you. That's all you. The front cover is missing. It's like it's a little worn out. Mm, okay. Full disclosure. But anyone who wants those books, seriously, hit me up. Because I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I also finally got my copies of uh, Culture of Narcissism and um, Age of Extremes by Eric Hobsbawm back. Finally. So good. Nice. Yeah. I don't know who either of those people are, but I do culture of narcissism is like popular within the same like world. Like that's like, I would kind of say like within the same wheelhouse as capitalist realism. Dude, I was, um, hanging out with, uh, two homies yesterday and one of them just bought a Mark Fisher book. Which one? I don't even remember. It was, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, that's pretty cool nice yeah <laughs> i don't know and we had a whole conversation about it and uh, i don't even remember the conversation oh uh, dude but what is your like dude okay what's your theory of art my theory of art yeah like what do you mean like what do you think art is how do you think it should be made like oh what do you think needs to go into it Where, how do you need to like oh shit that's jessica alba damn she's pretty cute she is pretty cute. Come on, though. Give it give it to me, man. My theory of art. Yeah, theory of aesthetics, that... theory of art. I've been I've been really preoccupied by this question, honestly. I'm not I'm like being sincere right now. No, I can tell. I I think I don't know. That's a big question. I think that's like I think that you should um just be honest and not take yourself seriously when you're making art. I think that th- I feel like taking yourself a little too seriously is a prerequisite to making art. 
kind of really I don't well think so. having like enough of an ego to think like well i can do something that hasn't been done before well, yeah or i mean there's better. a foundation you need a foundation to be like i can do this yeah. but but i it's i think it's fucking annoying when people are when take they take themselves too seriously especially yeah. fucking musicians yeah who uh you know when you ask if their band would open for you or play a show not talking about riley's band right now by the way they be they say we don't open yeah i'm like go fuck yourself that's fucking stupid (laughs) i do miss the era of like the hyper articulate musician musicians are just so like dull now they don't know how to talk about anything Mm. i'm trying to combat that stereotype i'm not even joking yeah i i do feel dull sometimes yeah like musicians the the thing about music that like makes it so powerful relative to other works of art is definitely like how abstract it is compared to other works of art you know what i mean it's like if you look at like the history of like western secular music it's basically just drifting further and further away from like the defining qualities of every other medium of art like specifically narrative you know what i mean yeah like the earliest great secular symphonies like by like wagner and you know like in even earlier uh were all sort of like based around stories and narratives beethoven's uh fourth i'm pretty sure was like originally dedicated to napoleon you know, it's like there's always the sense of narrative or the sense of like a connection to like literature or history or something like that. Mm-hmm. That just like we've slowly and slowly drifted further and further away yeah. from in music. Yeah. I, okay. Actually, I've been thinking about it. I would say that um, my theory of art is that you should um, not make it to be famous, first of all. You, not, definitely. Definitely shouldn't be doing that. Uh, you shouldn't be making it with a specific audience in mind. I think you should just be making it and that audience will create itself if it's, if there's something that is there, I guess. Yeah, very much so. um, And then I think uh, one of the biggest problems that that's, I think it's really, really frustrating is that so there's just like, there's nobody's doing anything interesting anymore and going to, you sound like me huh you sound like me no i know but i it's like it's been cemented so hard in the last couple of weeks i've just been going to a lot of house shows and and like you know cafe racer events and things like that and you know with the exception of a few really solid groups it, like everything it's just such a fucking tepid environment yeah that's the thing man and like it's like these these like shrink wrapped you know fucking like replicant type bands just creating the same synth indie pop music and never and 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 once there's once there's a tiny bit of um success or or there's any sort of you know you get a following the the willingness to experiment or create anything that actually is meaningful or interesting it goes out the window because all you're trying to do is is stay in that lane yeah and it's it's the fucking antithesis of anything good in art in my opinion yeah well no and i have a couple things to say in response to that the first is that like getting on my like hobby horse of you saying you shouldn't make art with a specific audience in mind that like that specifically is like the 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 algorithmic culture does the opposite of that and that's why algorithmic culture like it will never like actually lead to like the creation of like the new you know like it's only looking to serve like already existing audiences and already existing niches it's not never looking to create something new yeah like it's just how many fucking how many people you know just make bedroom pop like i just want to make music that people can vibe to in their rooms while they have these red led lights on when you go into your 
room with LEDs and take 400 milligrams of Benadryl <laughs> after killing the hat man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but the other thing I was going to say too, is that like initially our podcast was like totally supposed to be about music, but like, I, th- I feel like we both kind of slowly came to the realization that there's like almost not even enough there to like make fun of. Like it's so shitty that it's not even fun to make fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not. It's like, that. dude, like, what, like, what's the fun in like attacking, like, in like coming at like mass indie shit? You know what I mean? It's just boring shit by people who would like probably cry if they knew that they were being made fun of. So it's like, it's lame. You know what I mean? There's no chance if you like throw rocks at like some big like shibboleth figure in like the music world right now that you're really gonna get like an actual conversation or like any real engagement going. Like there's no like sense of like spirited friendly competition. No. It is. It's it's what Mark Fisher said, where he said like po- like pop music today is music to like withdraw into the pod too. Like mm-hmm. keep your earbuds in. It's not social. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like there's no social aspect to like the world of music anymore. Almost, you know. Yeah, I just. I mean, I think also that's that's sort of come about as a result of a lot of technology too. It's just people. You, you can make music by yourself in your room. Which is, I, yeah, and I did that for a long time and ended up feeling really dissatisfied with it yeah, after a I, while. I mean, like, you know, everybody, I think everybody can do it. It's so easy. You just have GarageBand or whatever, but, like, ultimately, you just, I feel like most people who want to want to make music or do something like that, you'll come to a point eventually where you realize that practicing with a band or doing stuff with other people is just way more fulfilling. Yeah, it's way more rewarding. And, like, really like the challenge for me that I've been like thinking about a lot with regards to like my own projects and the show I'm trying to work on is how to like take that logic even further. Cause it's like opening up to like that sort of like chance and that sense of collaboration has been so rewarding and fulfilling in like the music I'm making. And I wish that that logic was being like sort of like applied further out into like the social qualities of like the music culture as a whole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see like any sense of like people building off of each other or like getting scenes going or anything like that. I think there are scenes. Yeah. 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 Dude, of course. Yeah. I think there's totally, there's scenes in every city for music and it, you know, there's different genres and that's to me, that's not, not the issue is not that, that there's not a community for it. It's just that the stuff that the community is making or, you know, the crazy political takes that people are having are just the same fucking See, well, okay, let me refine my statement a little more because I, 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 I like, yeah, I'm not saying that there aren't like groups of people trying to make music and be creative together, yeah. but I do feel that like there's paradoxically this sort of antisocial aspect to it baked in. I don't know how to describe the feeling further than that, but it's like the feeling of like you play a show with another band and then like you both just silently without ta- like ever saying it to each other agree you're not going to play another show together or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's just that... I don't know how to like put it like in a broader, deeper way than that. I don't know how to like generalize it, but it really does feel like there's something antisocial at the heart of like the scenes that I've come into contact with. Yeah. I think that, I think that's, that's especially a a thing that happens just with young people now too. It's just like falling off the face of the earth. Yeah. And never, I never, or, you know, just being able to come up with a million excuses for why, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Where you, somebody, somebody falls off and you're like, Hey, what's up? It's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I've just been so busy with X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Like, but 
or you know in a lot of different cases too it's just the communication just ceases and there's nothing yeah on an individual level but then on, on, on i guess on a, on a larger level too and know? also on the creative level it doesn't feel like there's like that opportunity for cross-pollination even when you are like seeing tons of other bands and playing with tons of other bands it's like it's never like what we're doing is gonna like coalesce into like I don't know how to describe it like a sound like a genre like the way that grunge did in Seattle in the 90s or something you know what I mean like all these bands like just like all were having these good ideas that all sort of like fell into place together and it coalesced you know what I mean dude I do then it became an industry feeding frenzy which is something well that's just what how the music industry works yeah like I genuinely think that that's happening in like uh, London. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with I guess actually Speedy Wonderground is an indication. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. That's actually. like, no, that's you're exactly, right. that's exactly the same thing as you're talking about. It's like all these bands coming out and some of them were different sounds, but they all sort of fell under this umbrella of, yeah. of experimental. Yeah. Like stuff. Yeah. Like and black country and black midi like started in similar places, but now they're in really different places and it's they're and they're both really good. Yeah. And well, and fat white family is the exact same scene. Yeah. yeah like true, they, they played show. They played shows together and then there's other bands too. There's this band called children of the Pope, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just, there's, there's literally tons and tons of bands and it's all, the thing is too about it is that's great is because there's this guy named Lou Smith who just, is constantly at a uh there's like a round table of venues in in brixton or in south london or whatever um and he just goes to a lot of them and just films bands and he creates these relationships with them and then documents them as they that's so sick larry um, charles is executive producer larry charles is the man behind borat heavy larry david collaborator really no shit is working on entourage wow so maybe the show is Larry Charles is also how I found out about General Butt Naked. General Butt Naked. Yeah, he's that like cannibal African general. That's right. Who became like a Christian stand-up comedian. Which is insane. Yeah, dude. So dope. So dope. Dude, cannibalism. I watched the episode of uh, Always Sunny recently where um, Dee and Charlie kept stealing Frank's meats. Oh, and they think they've eaten a and man. Then, and then Frank's like, I hope you're enjoying that because it's human meat. Oh, so you good. got the hunger and they're, they're just trying to eat a bunch of different people and, or like just animals and things like that and they find out it's just it's just raccoon meat podcast throwback uh always sunny is zombie at this point it's gone zombie yeah. mode yeah i it's agree gone zombie yeah, mode. yeah i i'm with you on it um i i was really excited i genuinely do think that the the first they have a podcast now Okay, well that's true. The podcast, I here's the thing. I <laughs> I I still like them, but I think that they're just the the climate's changed so much from how that from when they started to the yeah. point where even though it's clearly satirical, it's it's not acceptable for some reason. Yeah, you even know? when you're as like on the nose of saying like we hate these characters and are making fun of and ridiculing them. They're like and I can't the believe you would even do that on TV yeah man. it's just more the sort of safe space tv yeah it's just become really anodyne environment yeah, yeah exactly just sort of sterilized um but dude i mean some it's it is really i think that i agree with you that it, there's it's like sort of zombie now but the first couple episodes of that podcast are funny because they're going through the podcast like chronologically the show you mean yeah, yeah. So they're going through the show i'm sorry uh and the first one is just the gang gets racist and they just they they watch it and then they talk about it for hell yeah you know, 30, 20 30 minutes and 
it's fucking it's actually really funny because they're just it's like sucks. they're like this is still one of my favorite episodes and no it, yeah. it is one of the funnier it's it's so fucking good yeah so. yeah uh respect to those guys i guess yeah i res- respect no i respect they they did well for a long time it it only makes sense i think that it's probably dead soon though yeah it's well it's undead now it's undead but it, when did it die it died maybe last season no, I think it died like three or four seasons ago with like a brief interlude of like kind of being good again. Yeah, yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah, there are specific episodes that are pretty good. Yeah. But you think, well, because there's Waiting for Big Mo was... That whole season was dope. Yeah. That whole season was dope, yeah. And then there was the... But there's also the episode with uh, Matt... Is that Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel. Dude. Wow. Crazy. Weird, man. Entourage. <laughs> like tomorrow we'd love to have you he's telling this guy he says you got a movie coming out friday fuck it see you tomorrow it looks like uh the main guy who's this who's this guy with really nice curly hair he's going on the jimmy kimmel show he's linking up with kimmel nice say hello to your brother all right though my theory of art man i feel like as time has gone on Wait, is who is that? I, I recognize that too. That's fucking uh, Luke Wilson. Jesus Christ! Yeah, everyone's on this show. They got it's an it's Entourage, man. They got everybody. Weird, He's just randomly and shit. He was in the fucking Jackass. Yeah, he was. Yeah. As was John Waters. As JW. Was jo- that was awesome. So good. And and it was in a skit that made perfect sense for for John for John Waters. Waters yeah. yeah. It was basically it was a it was a wee man getting uh, crushed getting by Edie from com- Pink Flamingos. Yeah, basically just a massive woman just dogpiling him and just <laughs> like suffocating him. Yeah, man. Between um, the folds. But yeah, I feel like for me, I um, I honestly feel like I subscribe to like an idea of art that's like older than the idea of art that we have now. Like the idea of like the artist sort of as like a conduit you know like for a muse no 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 it's like i mean like right now like the artist is seen as like sort of like this producer of some sort like it's just something that can be like manufactured formulaically and i don't mean that in like the way of like oh pop music is just this bullshit formula it's just i mean like if you look like go on the internet and look up like how to write a book or like how to make a song it's like you know you can like see that people have like really tried to like get it down to some science yeah that's true you know but the shit that i really love is just shit that's like so completely unique and just feels like it was like beamed in from like another fucking universe it's like yeah no conventional like guide to songwriting would lead you to like like stockhausen or Beefheart or boredoms or autecker or like any of the artists who i really really fucking love who really mean a lot to me you know what i mean yeah definitely and it's the same in literature i mean like no like prescribed formula for writing would have led anyone to ulysses you know what i mean right and i really do feel like those are like works of art that just there it's like there's this older idea of that like the artist is a conduit like i mean it 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 gelled much more with like uh the superstitiously like religious times in western history where it was like well it's from god you know what i mean right um and that that's how like a lot of artists like conceived of their art they really thought that it was just like coming from nowhere into their brain you know what i mean coming from jesus and as i go on that just makes more and more sense to me because it's like looking back the stuff that i've made that i like which is not much of the stuff that i've made i look back on it i have no idea where it came from or how i made it 
and still now when I get ideas that I actually fuck with, I have no idea where they came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's like, that just seems like so counter to what's going on, especially in the music world at this point. You know what I mean? That's a pretty good yawn, dude. Thank you. I got the full yawn face. Mouth wide open, unhinged like a snake. Anyways, though, dude, all of this is to say, I really do actually have a pretty good feeling about Summer 22. Nice, man. That's sweet. That's good. I, I don't do. know about you. I have a pretty good feeling about it, too. You get some exciting shit going on this summer. Exciting shit going on. Uh, I'm going to Berlin, and I'm going to France. You going to France? Probably. Where in France? Um, I think it's Bordeaux. Nice. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have to buy a, a microphone, and uh, we're going to have to like figure out. Yeah. How to pod. Yeah, we're going to have to Zoom. Pod remotely. Yeah, (laughs) Zoom pod it. (laughs) Fuck, man. Yeah, man. Um, So, we'll see. I have a good feeling about summer 22, though. Summer of yes. That's right. It's the summer of yes. See? City of yes. No, it's not the city of yes. Seattle is not the city city of of yes. Uh, John Adams. Eric John Adams. (laughs) Eric Adams, mayor of New York. Literally, like, a couple nights ago, I was like, dude, it's going to be the summer of yes. I was, like, saying it to myself. I was, like, saying it to everybody. And everyone was like, shut the fuck up, Riley. That's fucking stupid. And then I woke up the next morning to a headline, and it was, like, New York City Mayor Eric Adams announces plan to turn New York into the, quote, city of yes. And I was like, (laughs) that bitch fucking psychically fucking (laughs) stole my idea. I think that you're ignoring the obvious thing here, which is that you and him are linked up somehow psychically. Telepathically? Yeah. Like, you guys are on the same wavelength, whatever that might be. I'm going to go out or and get... Or in that moment in time, you were... You, it was like two, two uh, ships in the night. That doesn't, <laughs> that does not apply. Does it? No. No. Well, you know what I mean. Because that would imply that we missed each other. We missed each other like ships in the night. There was some cross. It was like if two ships in the night crashed into each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't see the other. (laughs) So. All I'm saying is, is though that like Eric Adams, I'm not even mad at you because it's the summer of yes. I accept that you stole the idea. It's fine. It's the summer of yes. It's okay. It would not be in the spirit of the summer of yes to come at you on this. Yeah. And that's okay. No, exactly. That wouldn't be in the spirit of things. Oh, yep. Well, hopefully everybody here has a great summer if you're listening. Yeah, dude. I hope to see all of our listeners at some point this summer or at shows or at just whatever. Yeah. Some people getting involved in Seattle. Set up a little meet and greet. (laughs) Yeah. As if they don't all know exactly who we are. Dude, we picked up listeners in Indonesia. All right. So just fly on over to Seattle. Where? Kuala Lumpur. That's uh, Malaysia. I'll look after. No, that's yeah, that, yeah, that is Malaysia. Right? Okay. No, it was like a city that I had never heard of in Indonesia where someone listened to the pod. That's dope, man. Hopefully the person who over there. Hey, hope you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Uh yeah. All right. 